Proactive Athletes is the premier place that empowers student athletes to overcome the challenges of college sports recruitment. Their unparalleled expertise and influential network will guide you towards realizing your fullest potential. At Proactive Athletes, they understand that each student athlete is unique, facing their own set of obstacles. That's why their dedicated team takes the time to comprehend your individual needs, providing a comprehensive hands-on approach tailored to your success. With their personalized attention and unwavering support, they ensure your satisfaction every step of the way. Through their vast network, they have successfully connected with over 2.3 million coaches, giving your child's profile the exposure it deserves. In fact, their student-athletes' profiles have been viewed by an astounding 716,000 coaches, solidifying their reputation as the go-to platform for recruitment. What sets them apart is their data-driven approach, allowing them to make informed decisions that result in better outcomes for their student-athletes. By harnessing the power of data, they maximize your child's chances of success as they embark on the next chapter of their athletic journey. Join the ranks of proactive athletes and unlock your true potential. Let them amplify your talent, connect you with coaches that want you but may not have known about you, and pave the way for your future success. Together, they will defy the odds and ensure that your dreams become a reality. Don't wait any longer. Get proactive in your child's recruitment process today by visiting proactiveathletes.com. And make sure you use Shark Effect 10 for 10% off. Welcome to the Shark Effect Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Molden. I'm an NFL veteran of eight years, and now I'm an author, leadership and personal development coach, and international speaker. In this podcast, strategies to get unstuck in life and find your influence. You will hear inspirational and value-packed stories from former and current elite-level athletes, successful entrepreneurs, and experts in the field of personal development. My mission is to help former elite-level athletes find their ideas utilize their influence to create a life of impact. I'm really excited. I have somebody here. I got to have an expert in the house today. And if you are a current or former elite level athlete, this is a person you've got to have in your speed dial, or at least in, call it Rolodex anymore, but at least have her email. Savania DeBarros is a protector of athletes. And I'm going to let her explain a little bit more about it because it's very unique and it's something that is needed in the landscape of collegiate sports, not just football, but sports, as well as um, in general ranks. But Sabonia, thank you for being a guest on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me here, Alex. This is an amazing opportunity. And I truly hope that what I say is guided by the spirit and that somebody listening is truly impacted and able to move from wherever they're stuck right now into their glory zone. So thank you so much for inviting me on this podcast. I love that glory zone. I haven't heard that before. <laughs> I love that. Savania, can you tell my listeners a little bit about you? You know, they already heard just a, you know, a high level about you, but what do you do? Yeah. So by trade, I am an attorney. So I help individuals in business, sports entertainment. Um, my really feel good aspect of the business is supporting people in labor and employment. So like you would hear uh, discrimination cases, those types of things. 
help me to support business owners, including athletes, to understand how to set up proper businesses and create proper culture so they don't get themselves into uh, federal litigation around uh, discrimination issues or retaliation issues because we can become friends with people, the people who work for us. So it's important that you understand both sides. Um, outside of just business or being an attorney, I am someone who truly want people in my life in my life to win. So um, I think that's where the name protector of athlete easily comes from. I'm the eldest of four kids and I've been that big sister <laughs> to everybody in my life and want to solve problems that weren't mine, right? We could probably dive into that a little later. I uh, had to learn some hard lessons from that, but that name just truly stems from my true nature. So that's a little bit about me um, from the per professional plus personal side. But whatever else you guys want to know, I'm I'm an open book. I'm game. So. <laughs> Love it. So you talk about protector of athletes, like us. You know, at being an, an athlete, what are some of the things to look out for? Whether we, you know, we just signed, right? We just signed. I'm in college. I'm in college. Mm -hmm. I'm playing my sport. I love it to death and I'm pretty good. Or like I'm playing professional basketball or professional mm -hmm. soccer. What are some of the things that I need to be on the lookout for? Because it, you know, it's what do I need protection from? Oh, I love that. I love that question. What do I need protection from? Let me preface that my response with letting your audience know that I am a former collegiate athlete. So Let's I don't go. always you know, tell that part of my story. Um, and sports is something that has always been my identity. I did not like getting dirty. Okay, I'm just going to go and say that. <laughs> I was definitely the princess child, but my mom always put us in sports. Um, I was also a competitive cheerleader. Track and field was also my other love. When I got to college, I ended up, I played track and field. It conflicted with the time of cheerleading. So I chose track and field over that. But to answer that question and coming from someone who has played at the collegiate level, I did not have the opportunity to go pro, but your life will turn out the way that it is supposed to. Okay. That, yeah. that even means if you got yourself in, in a little tiff that you didn't tend to get into, just trust that God will not give you more than you cannot bear. Okay. So it will work out. It will work out. But for athletes who know that they have something, whether you're because of the athletic skill you have or the mind that you have, your intellect, people are always going to be out there trying to figure out what can they get from you. And the way that they would do it is always going to be different, right? It's the same for anything. Like if, if I want to go and approach Alex with an opportunity, same way that I would maybe my brother or someone else that's in the professional field because they're completely different people. So one, the people you put on your team is super important. I love family and I love friends, but sometimes the headache is closer to home than we think. Are there to support you, but when your brand becomes bigger than people anticipated or they already knew it was going to be big. That's why they've been riding your coattails for forever. Then is, hey, bro, sis, well, you know, I've been here. So you should bring me into this and you should do it. 
now you've put yourself into a position which has been, unfortunately, the rhetoric of most Black athletes, especially professional athletes, feeling like they have to carry the burden of their friends and their families on their backs, right? When they get up level of financial wealth and that will crash you quickly, quickly. So you have to set those boundaries. But here's something that is even more damaging is when the people you know or you love and that you trust end up trying more ownership of the things that you have or created. And you could have very well inadvertently transferred certain interests to people, or they could have just said, I can't remember the guy's name. Um, there's this white basketball player, white guy, and his mom filed his name. He's literally fighting his mom oh for his name. Yes. Yes. Wow. Most athletes, they don't, you already know that you're a brand, right? If you have even a, a little saying that chant because you've scored a touchdown or you, you know, you slam dunked a, a ball or whatever the case might be, or you hit a home run. If you have this, this little thing that you created yourself, you can actually protect that. And most people don't know it. Like you can protect that through trademark. You can protect that through copyright. Don't know that. But you as an individual, you have to see yourself as a brand. And when you see yourself as a brand, you'll see yourself as a business. When you see yourself as a business, most people want to protect their business assets, right? So why aren't you considering yourself to be the asset of your business? Because you are. Mm. And a lot of people in to other folks or even businesses in business deals because you didn't do or take enough time to get the right people on your time and to learn what you need to learn to make sure that you can be protected as much as possible. Doesn't mean that you're gonna, you know, you might have to learn some hard lessons, but not doing something is worse than, you know, trying to do something and still getting injured by it. Wow. That was a lot to, that was a lot to take <laughs> in. So I'm gonna kind of piece, I'm gonna put things yes. together. So you're saying like being an athlete, right? Especially, and I want to, it is the NIL and what that means now, you know, because mm -hmm. your boy, I'm old school, right? I was, I, I haven't laced up cleats in over 20 something years. Yeah, 20? Yeah, 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 20 years. Well, so thank God so, you don't look. But, but thank you very much. <laughs> 20 years. It's like, like knowing what I know now. And if I would have somebody that can be able to, okay, understanding Alex. You are a brand now. Yes. And the things that you do on the field and off the field, you can be able to profit from. Correct. Like I'm listening to y'all like, man, if I, I had a great game mm -hmm. and I went into, you know, the interviews and whatnot and they're asking me questions. And instead mm -hmm. of doing saying like a common cliche, what if I said something that was foundational and it gave like it was something that nobody's ever heard before and it was impactful and it caused people to to think differently mm -hmm. in a better way mm -hmm. man how can i monetize that like mm -hmm. how can i monetize can i put that on a shirt and if i do like you know what should i do can you it depends give me a 
give me. I, I just I threw up an alley oop. I know you're gonna dunk it. Yeah. No, it's it depends. It depends on what it is because we could we can say, you know, really deep things a lot of the time. But is it something that is worth protecting? I don't know, right? Because we have to look and see is generic is it so general in nature that anybody could really find this information from anywhere sometimes we bank information in our minds and we don't necessarily know that we're regurgitating other things that we've seen read learned so it really depends but if you have created i'm saying this as as a caveat though behind it if you've created your own thing and this is your you know your one-liner that you're constantly saying technically the tagline of Alex molding the brand, you know? So you go in, here's an example, Nike, just do it. Mm-hmm. They trademark that. Just do it with the swoosh, just do it. But if that was your tagline, yeah, you could protect that. You could absolutely protect it. It just depends on what it is and how you're using it and how you're using it is going to depend on what form you take to actually protect it. We talk, we've been talking about you being a brand mm-hmm. and as a brand or brand name, yeah, the primary source of protecting that is through the federal trademark uh, application. But there's so many other things that we create that helps us. You are an author. I'm an author myself. Well, when we write books, we have to copyright. But if we end up creating a brand that holds maybe an event space or we've created some tech and it has the exact same name, that's the title of our book. Well, guess what? Well, now we can possibly trademark it. The caveat is as long as other people aren't using it and haven't cornered the market, most likely you can trademark it. If you've created a particular um, mode of, of process or method that has improved something, you might be able to create a patent. <laughs> Those are for the science people. Okay. I don't do patents. Okay. But there's a lot of ways that we can protect what we create. And the biggest way that we can also protect ourselves is through contracts. And a lot of people, they wait to try and do something later, or they go just try to find some random template that they have no idea what's in it. Or they just say, okay, well, let me just throw, put this together so I can have something, but not thinking about, okay, what are the other ways that this could play out? What am I possibly losing out on? And going back to that brand scenario, okay, well, if you're doing someone and your brand is a part of that deal, why are you not protecting your brand in that? Especially if you're joining ranks for them to partner with you in some way. What happens to, what happens to the brand name? What happens to the value of it? What happens to how you value the things that you've created inside of that partnership? If any person leaves that relationship, you know, it's almost like a divorce. Mm. People fight because they want the house or this person wants the car or whatever the case may be. Business is the exact same way, even if you left on good terms. If you just wanted to, to separate just because you have, you know, irrecoverable differences in your business relationship, but it's mutual. All right. What are the terms that dictate how we are going to deal with all of the assets of our business, which includes the intellectual property that has, that has been created over however many years. Mm. So there's all sorts. 
often. Gotcha. So how about like we talk about NIL, name, image, and likeness. Yes. What is that? I know that's your special. I can see you smiling. I love name, image, and likeness. You just bursting out (laughs) with your big old smile. Name, image, and likeness. So what should I, if I have a son Mm -hmm. and they are playing their sport and they're pretty good at the high school level, and mm-hmm. then they're going into a big, um, you know, what they call it, top five. Or, yeah. Uh, power five. Power, yeah, power five schools. Yeah. And they're going in there. And then they come in there and like maybe an NIL type of deal set up. What are some things that I should be as a, as a parent? As a what parent, type of mm-hmm. questions? What type of things should I, yeah. should I know? Like at the foundational level. Yeah. Are you I talking do? about? Are you talking about parents asking the school or parents asking people like me? Let's say that's two different conversations. Okay, let's uh, let's parents asking someone like you. Okay, so definitely for even okay. So let me let me say this. Even if your child does not yet have an nil deal, it doesn't hurt thinking long term because I feel like in our community we struggle with thinking you know, super long-term legacy style. Mm -hmm. So I think those are, those are conversations that we should start having immediately and with our kids, like, Hey, what do you want? And helping your child to fully articulate what they want, because kids these days, they cannot, they cannot articulate. And that is a problem. Um, But on the flip side of that, your kid has gone to a power five school. They're being approached with NIL deals. One thing you should be asking is, hey, um, one, my kid plays in or uh, we technically live in this state. What type of rules are governing my child's potential NIL rules and NIL deals? Okay, Um, there is a statutory law called right of publicity. Not all states have them, although pass NIL statutes those statutes revert back to either private, which is the state law statute, or federal rules like trademark, okay, trademark or, or copyright. So you wanna you want to know if your state has publicity. If it doesn't, then you might be looking at other things like contracts, uh, contract law, um, business, like there's a tortious interference of business relationships. So you might want to look at certain things like that, but you also want to ask questions of, hey, if child has been approached with this particular deal, with this contract, what do these terms mean? You know, because, and, it, and it's hard to go into a hypothetical because I don't have a contract in front of me, but some of the things to look out for are terms, you know, uh, signing over their their name or likeness or image in perpetuity or giving a brand exclusive rights. Here's one reason why why I would say to stay away from it. And then I'll give you an example of when it might be okay to sign something with with terminology. Okay. I would say stay away from it is because if you're not careful and depending on how the language is written. You and your child, because at college age, most of them are adults at this point, so they might be signing their own contracts. Mm -hmm. But if you're signing on behalf of a minor child, you might 
over all of the rights and interests of your child's name, image, or likeness, or whatever brand you place inside of that contract, which means that you, your child, will no longer be able to use that brand for monetization, okay? Unless there's something that you can. Mm. So that's why it's important to look out for that. On the flip side, if, and I, this is what I told one of my pro players, they're going to have to put a whole bunch of zeros behind that, behind that number. <laughs> if you want to have in perpetuity, perpetuity means forever. Forever. That's what that That's a fancy word for forever. For forever. Okay. And perpetuity means forever. So if someone is saying, hey, I'm going to use this forever, you are giving them a long-term license to utilize your name, image, and likeness. And that, unless you have something, here's again, unless, unless you have something else in the contract that talks about uh, renegotiating the contract, modifying it or whatever, you would have essentially allowed these people to use your brand for pennies on a dollar and not. Okay. So I would say stay away from, from that. Now the exclusivity provisions, it also depends because most large brands, if they're going to do business with you, depending on the type of industry that they're in, especially if they have a lot of competition, they may say, Hey, we want to, we want to have to use your your name, for instance, on these bottles or, or whatever for five years. But in this five-year period, you agree that we will be the exclusive brand that you will work with in this industry. Now, some brands might say, well, we want to be the only brand that you work with. That might be stumping on your, on your, your pocketbooks. So if you can do additional deals with other companies that are not in conflict, that are not in competition, with the brand that is the direct uh, brand that you're you're getting in business with, then I will always go back and negotiate. I negotiate anyway. Let's go back and negotiate and say, hey, I don't know if we can do five years, for example, just with you. We have the opportunity to really create something, to create sustainable wealth here. But what we're willing to do is make sure that we only do business with for this particular industry, mm. right? Uh, yeah. Um, so those are things that you definitely want to look out for. Um, in terms of asking counsel questions, I would ask, you should be asking about the time limits okay. because the statutes are, are pretty much the same. Some states have time limits in terms of when the contract, your NIL contract can be in effect. Mm-hmm. Illinois, for instance, has a timeline where it can't go past a certain, I, I want to say it was like either a semester at the end of the athletic um, competition, whatever that's supposed to mean. So you do want to ask questions about questions about the the agents. So if your agent has approached your your child with um with the with the contract, okay, what does that look like? If the marketing agent has approached your child with a contract, should I sign this? Should I have my child sign this? And all of that will depend. It really depends. What is the end goal? Are these people really serving your interests? So, okay. I hope that answers your yes, question. Yes, yes, it did. It's okay. very, very interesting. Is uh, like I said, like I want to give like some some perspective or insights and some of the stuff that you know, as parents or even as athletes, that we don't know. 
know, we don't, Correct. I know I wasn't the greatest in terms of asking questions back in the day. I know, I know my mom. I don't think a lot of people are, yeah. unless they know what to ask. Yeah. Right? So it's it's hard to ask something if you don't even know I should be asking it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even one of those questions, like, should I form a business? Hmm. Absolutely. So you think because, that all athletes, mm -hmm. you think that all athletes, if you're playing, I shouldn't say all, all that's playing at the next level, whether, you know, collegiately mm -hmm. professionally. Yeah, or professionally, should they, oh, should uh -huh. they start a web or a, start a business or a site? Like what should, what should they do? Website, absolutely. You should have a website, period, because it'll draw people directly to you. When they Google your name, it's going to pop you up, right? Unless you have like one of these wild popular names and you get a whole bunch of Susans or Jeffries, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but um, especially at the professional level, you should have a business because you got athlete tax. Um, <laughs> I'm sure the league is paying you through a 1099 and you're traveling to your games. So every travel game, you might have expenses. If you're buying certain things while you're there, you're meeting with your, 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 uh, your peers. Those are your business partners or colleagues. If you will, you're in business. So I'm going, I'm right? playing you against the 49ers and I'm, I'm traveling there and I'm meeting with my agent. I'm uh, marketing, my marketing guy, you saying I should have a business. Absolutely. Cause all those expenses that you incur during those business trips are business expenses. They can be written off on your taxes. If you don't write them off and you're, you're, you're getting all these checks and tax twice Yeah. because some states have state taxes and you got the federal taxes and you got, you know, so you're being, you're being taxed in every state that has state taxes. For the athlete tax, you want to be able to to write that stuff off if you can, but you you get more tax benefits. Business. What if I don't know what my business is? Your business is you. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> See, when you say business, you know, I'm thinking of that 22 year old. Oh, like business. I'm thinking of like, like register. God, God. Register. So people think about okay, well, if I have a business, I have to be. Technically, you already are. Somebody's paying you however many of hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars to play professionally. I mean, is that not a business? <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Like you are a business. And that goes back to something I said earlier. You have to see yourself as when you, businesses have brands like you are that central asset. Businesses don't just up and create themselves. Yeah. People with brands or brand ideas create those businesses and you are the main asset in that. And so part of protecting yourself and protecting your pockets is making sure that you can cut off liability, mm -hmm. right? So if you didn't do this, Alex, <laughs> if you didn't do this, you should have created a business entity. And when I say entity, we're talking about LLCs, C-Corps, um, joint partnerships, professional corporations, whatever. Um, create in the expenses that you are incurring during these business trips or meetings or whatever it may be, you can write them off. Now, here's the other thing. Your, the checks that are being written out to you, you have them written to the business. Mm -hmm. 
practice when I, when I was playing. I ain't do but nothing. You probably gave Uncle Sam a hell of a lot of money. So much. I gave Uncle Sam so much. My FICA, oh my gosh. <laughs> so, um, okay, so cool. So, what do you suggest? You know, I have a, say, I have a son during uh-huh. his third year in the NFL. And I have another son who's, you know, he, he plays football. He's going to, he's, he's He's on track to be pretty good. What okay. are some of the things that, let's just say for the older one, okay, I got this. Yeah. I, I start treating his as a brand, get an LLC. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. else? What else should they be doing? Should <laughs> they get a business, a business person like yourself to help like um, to set, set it, up. it up and, and like, okay, like, what are the opportunities that can, I'm, I'm thinking of it like, yeah. okay, should like he or uh, even if you're in college and you start to become really good at your sport, mm-hmm. you start mm-hmm. a, and you have a brand, like, should I write a book? Should I start a podcast? You know, mm-hmm. what, what mm-hmm. are you doing? It depends on the person. On the person. That's, it depends on the person that, and that's part of why we need to know long-term, what are you doing? So one of the things that I do for my clients, whether it's you've come to me for a contract issue or you've come to me for some kind of trademark issue, are coming to me saying, hey, I have this one problem and I need you to solve this one problem. But then I'm like, well, what do you actually want? And I'm not talking about right now, what do you want 10 years from now? How are you gonna use this brand 15 years from now? And they have to stop and really think about it because it really, and I'm going to be honest, it's not that difficult to go and file an application to form a business, right? Where most people get in, in trouble is one, if you, if you do turn out to be super successful, some of the things that can support you by having counsel, like properly setting up the formalities of that business, because most people don't know that. You, you you know you you uh, brought up LLC limited liability corporation I mean company there are statutes on that every state has a limited liability act right and that governs so it's for all the entities it governs how you're supposed to run and operate your business if you have a partner but not a partnership agreement what will happen by statute what will happen if someone says okay and people will do this because we live in a very litigious country. People will say, oh, well, this player hit me with this ball. Going to sue their business. I'm going to sue you because I know you got long money. Well, if you've been treating your, your business like it's just you individually, although you might be one person running the business, you can end up paying a whole bunch of money because people are always going to be trying to get at you. So those are one of the benefits. Right? You can do it. You can always do anything by yourself. But when you have someone to help you really set it up, now we're looking at, okay, let's talk about corporate resolutions. What are the things that I've done to put a wall, a separation between me personally as the person who owns the company and the company itself? Don't have the opportunity to say, oh, well, this person really is just hiding behind the wall of their business. Mm-hmm. And one, one way that it could hurt an individual too is if you're saying, well, your business doesn't have any money, so you can't really sue me, we call that judgment proof. Um, in the legal community, 
motion to pierce the corporate veil, asking the court to remove the formalities of the company and allow us to sue the person individually. So what do you have individually? You might have a, a big old nice house. You might have you know, an uh, antique vehicle that might be worth 50 to 100,000 or something. You might have personal, got a whole bunch of money in it. We don't know. But do you want that to be what's going to happen to you? Um, the, uh, the better side of that conversation is when you are creating uh, or setting up proper formalities in your business and you're tracking things and you support you. What happens if you want to exit the business, if you want to sell the business, or if you wanted your heirs to be able to sell that business, how would you exit it? How, how much would it be worth, right? We only know typically the value if we're keeping track of what we're actually doing. If we're doing those at the time that we're bringing certain things into the business, but it also helps with the taxes when you sell that business too. Mm. So there's so many aspects of this. We definitely yeah. don't have a whole bunch of time to go, you know, down that rabbit hole. But yes, to answer your question, um, you should definitely reach out to a professional. Doesn't have to be me. Doesn't have to be the person that somebody else referred to you. But it's someone that you trust that you feel comfortable with. You have to be able to be in a relationship where you can ask real hard questions, even if it might aggravate or piss the other person off. Because at the end of the day. They should have your best interest in mind. But this aggravation, listen, my clients be getting on my nerves sometimes, right? <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, listen, I got you, but here, here's what the issue is. Because I want you to, I want you to understand as well. I want you to understand what is happening around your brand or in your business. If you have any questions, just let me know. Um Another thing would be financial strategists. So a lot of people, I think, have financial planners, but how are people really strategizing financially for you? What financial vehicles do you have that you might be able to utilize for yourself without having to go to a bank? What if you were able to make a certain amount of money every time you got paid and you look up 10 years from now, you got like a large nest egg. You might be able to invest in the newer up and coming uh, startup that has the ability to be a, a billion dollar company in the next five years, mm -hmm. right? Strategizing that money at the end of the day too. Got it, got it. Talk to us about, you know, your, your, your NIL combine. I wanna hear more about this. Ah. And I know that it can, it can help a lot of, a lot of athletes. Yeah. What happens in the NIL combine? <laughs> we know about the NFL combine. What is the NIL combine? The NIL. So one reason why I thought of NIL combine is because in the NFL combine, athletes are putting their athletic ability on a stage for the hope of going pro. And for many, pro has been this beacon of once I make it, I'm changing the game. Like my family going to be set up. And a lot of the times that has not been their ending story, like black and brown folks. So the NIL combine about putting your intellect on front street, having people in a room that you might not have otherwise connected with, having experts to come in and talk about certain things that you haven't thought, you know, was possible to be connected around name, image, and likeness, because we're getting this 
lane idea around what NIL is. Most people are talking about marketing and just social media or, hey, you can get paid X amount of dollars. But you know what? It's so much more than that. NIL in itself is so much more than that. It is a legacy move. And so what what I tell people that we are the number name, image, and likeness, because our goal is to make sure that we break down barriers that have often kept our community stuck, right? Stuck socially, economically, and it is time to take our, our, our abilities in whatever form that they come in and them in the way that we desire, create our own futures on, on our own terms. And I do believe that's what NIL can give us um, and has given so many athletes. I mean, imagine, or you probably know, some of the top athletes that have lost out because, you know, maybe in the eight and they took some money or whatever, never had the ability to make it pro, but they were had promising talent. It doesn't mean that they weren't good enough, but we've always been being used for that and not being paid according to our worth. But NIL is going to change that. And that's why the NIL combine is super important. There are a lot of companies, there are a lot of events that have popped up um, saying that they're going to do this stuff and provide you with this and provide you with that. There is no other event platform out there around name, image, and likeness who's, who's diving deep to give people real information and support so that you can implement what you need to ties, leverage, and protect your NIL on your own terms. Period. So who is it? Who is it for? Is it for parents? Is it just for athletes? Who is the the oh. for both? It's for both. Our target audience are student athletes, but we definitely want parents to be in the room. We want coaches to be in the room. Um, coaches, my coaches were like dads to me. So when I had problems, especially at the collegiate level, because now I'm grown, you know, so there are a lot of things that I need to talk about. I went to my coach. I know some of these kids are going to their coaches, right? That might be the the one parent figure that they can do. So anyone who is supporting this athlete need to be in the room so they can get the same information and know how to truly support the athlete. Doesn't make sense to just keep passing on bad information. Man, that's it. There's a lot of bad information, <laughs> not just misinformation, bad information or no. Or bad no information. information. No, uh, no information yeah, at all. This is and don't even know who to go to to get it. Like that is part of the problem. Connections is part of the problem. We have to start building a network of people of all different uh, industries and backgrounds because that's how you're gonna truly protect what you're creating. Just do it, oh, just cause I'm, I'm doing something yeah. legal or I just wanna have a financial advisor. You need a whole bunch have of a stuff. Team. Whole bunch of people that to support yeah. you, right, that's team. Great. Savonia, thank you. Uh, how can my listeners get more of you? where you at? I want everything. I want the website. Oh I want I want the social. I'm everywhere. But since we're talking sports and NIL combined, y'all definitely make sure you go and follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Athletes Making Moves. Um, you can also go to athletesmakingmoves.com. And if you want to email me, you can email me at admin. So A D to athletes making moves so i'll just keep it congruent like that but if you do email me you're like hey you know i want to set up a legal consultation then i'll direct you to my legal um email address cool i'm gonna have all this on the show notes so you know we'll make sure everybody you know they, they hear you know what you're about oh, what, what what i forgot <laughs> 
definitely. Yes, please, yes. So, yes, when definitely. Is, so, when if you're is in, and is it, yes. is it for, when, when is it, where is it, is it virtual? Tell, tell me what it is. Yeah, I'll give okay. you details. So, it is July 27th through the 29th. The 27th is a complete virtual. Yeah. However, the 28th and the 29th are is a hybrid. It will be virtual and in person, so you can register for that. Um, you can go to bit.ly forward slash NIL combine 2023. NIL combine in all caps. Otherwise, you will not be directed to our website, or you can just go to Athletes Making Come and click NIL Combine Live on and the, be on the show notes too. Um, Everybody's gonna be in the show notes. Yep, right? put that. He's gonna put trip, that in the yeah. show notes for you guys. <laughs> but yeah, I'm super excited about it. So uh, definitely, if this is something that you need to get more information on, this is the place to be. Love it, Savonia. Thank you so much. Yeah. I hear a little. So I'm gonna let you go. But I love to have you on again. Um, any parting, any parting words? Any like? Any nuggets that you can, you've given us a lot, but any parting nuggets you can give us? Yes, yes. Um, trust yourself. And trust, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like a cliche and say trust the process, but just trust that even in the trials and tribulations of what might be hard today, you'll look back later and realize that God was just teeing you up for what was next. So I know it might feel difficult and sometimes, but you are always in the right place and with the right people at the right time, regardless of how the relationships might end or where people may go, you are always doing what you need, what you need to do. So just trust yourself and trust that God has put you where you need to be. If you like today's show, I want you to do me a couple of favors. I want you to subscribe. I want you to give me a rating and give me a review. And then the fourth thing, I want you to share it. Okay? And I'm not saying this for selfish reasons. When you guys do this, the more ratings, the more stars we get, five stars are dope, but the more impactful guests that we can have on the show. And the more impactful guests we have on the show, I think the more insights and the more value we can deliver for you all, my listeners. Okay, so if you guys can do that, it'll help us out, which will in turn help you out. Keep aligning, assigning, and adjusting to the person that you want to become. It's here, finally. My book, The Ultimate Playbook for High Achievement. You can get it on Amazon in the uh, paper paperback version, or you can get it on Kindle. And who this book is an in, intentionally created for is for those who are looking to, to transition, what, whether you was an athlete or an executive or a successful entrepreneur or whatever. If you're looking to transition into something different, this book can help you. I break it down. I lay down the foundation of who you want to be. I have a chapter in there that breaks down and boils down leadership, which is influence. And you got to understand these 10 influencers that can help you with decision making, that can help you with influencing others. And how are you influenced? I have chapters in there that really breaks down my system of assignment, alignment and adjustment. Um, recognizing the power of your environments is a chapter, developing your own procedures, creating relationship roadmaps, using adversity 
to your advantage, right? Because we all go through tough times, but how do you flip it? How do you use it to power you, okay? And then developing your own standards. So these are things that can help anybody, not just, not just athletes. Now, there's some stories in there, you know, that covers topics that, that resonate with athletes, but I think overall, this book can help um, anyone who is looking to transition into becoming successful in something new, something different, okay? So make sure, check it out. Amazon, the ultimate playbook for high achievement.